0: You're listening to the Run Pass Option with Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce and Doc Holliday. We talk sports because we know sports. Hi, how are you? Welcome to another episode of the Run Pass Option with Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce and Doc Holiday. I am Doc Holiday, Pro Football Hall of Famer. Golden Child, what's up, man?
1: Hey, what's up, Doc, man? All is well in South, sunny South Florida. Uh, looking for another great show of Run Pass Option, man. I think this show is doing really well, man. Getting a lot of great reviews from it. And uh, let's keep pushing forward, big fella.
0: It is, man. And the thing about, it, hey, man, I'm not a big fella anymore, bro. You, see, you be trying to slide stuff in, bro. I don't. Hey, look. Let me tell you something. Hey, let me tell you something, dog. I hear everything, dog. Now I started going to my spiel. <laughs> I started to go into my damn spiel. This mother. Now I, I am from Big Memphis, though. I used to be a big fella. I am a big. I am. I'm, I am from Big Memphis, though. We're talking about Big Memphis, bro. We got to talk about the NBA playoffs, and before we talk about any NBA playoff game. We got to talk about them, them Grizzlies from Big Memphis, bro. Did you see what we did to the Minnesota Timberwolves in game three? First game in Minnesota, bro. We won the ball game 104 to 95. Isaac, Isaac Bruce. Do you understand, bro, that Big Memphis came back from down 26 points? Big Memphis came back from down 25 points in the third quarter. We came back from two 20-point deficits to win the game, bro, and Big Memphis had little Minnesota sick as hell, I
1: Man, you're talking about a great product, a great brand of basketball that was put out there last night. I think the NBA is doing a tremendous job this year. Um, Doc, let's, let's, let's say it like this. I happen to be a Miami Heat fan, but when I talk about the Grizzlies, I try to be as objective as I can, particularly because I got a lot of friends, who are Memphis Grizzly fans. And they've turned into diehard fans, which is what I like. You know, you guys are still living in the city. You got a home NBA home team that you can root for. That's the number two seed in the West. And just seeing the guys play last night, Doc, um, you know, after game one, after game two, you know, I objectively said, you know, Memphis looks a little shook. They look a little bit, you know, uh, 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 above themselves. And I think Minnesota kind of brought them back down to earth. In that first game, second game, it proved, it proved to serve when, you know, Memphis comes back and they just obliterate the Timberwolves. And then last night, Doc, last night, I don't think it was an anomaly. I think it was some uh, Memphis brand of football, uh, excuse me, a Memphis brand of basketball that the city is accustomed to seeing from its Memphis basketball teams, particularly the resilience, the grit and grind that used to always pulsate in the city. For these guys to be down 17 plus points, uh, you know, like they were, to keep fighting back, not only once, but I believe twice they were down double digits, doc. They just kept fighting back, finding a way to cut into that lead led by the warning, Yamarant, yeah, that's my guy. I love to see him play, man. Um, he got everybody involved. He was finishing at the rim, doing what a lot of people criticized him for uh, about not being able to do, but to shoot outside the arc. The mid-range was there. He got everybody else involved. I thought it was a just a great game by by a team that was on the road, particularly looking to 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 treat this game like a business trip, and that's exactly what they did. Man, great game by the Grizzlies last night, man.
0: Yeah, you try to use another big word to anomaly. It ain't a big word. That's a bird. I mean, you be trying. You don't try to slide two words in there, but it's cool because it's a big Memphis Friday, man. This is what got me, bro, because you know. Minnesota came in here and got us in game one. You know, people were doubting us. Then game two, we beat their heads. In. So game three comes out. Minnesota came out all emotional and happy and energetic like they were supposed to. Bro, they scored the first 12 points of the game, scored 39 points in the first quarter. Looked like they were about to run us up out the gym. Second quarter, we locked down on defense a lot more, man. Cut the deficit to seven at halftime. Third quarter, them damn Timberwolves came out like they did in the first quarter, and we came out like we did in the first quarter. They came out bombing us again, pushed that lead back to 25 points for Isaac Bruce. All the Memphis Grizzlies did from that point on, bro, they started a 21-0 run. I think we outscored them 50-16 to to end the game. Dog, I, I have never, ever, like I said last night, bro, that is the most unimpressive, impressive win I have ever seen the Memphis Grizzlies pull off because I don't even know how the Timberwolves come back from that, bro. We talk about John ja Morant. He finished with 16 points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists, the first triple-double in Grizzlies playoff franchise history, even though he didn't shoot the ball well. But Desmond Bain, that did shoot the ball. dog. you've seen Desmond Bain look like a, a strong safety dog. Let me look at his, his points last night, bro. I, I got to look at him again. He was hooping all night. He finished with 26 points. Seven to 15 on three pointers now. When all the other starters were struggling, Jaron Jackson Jr. Man, he couldn't find his shot. He wasn't scoring. job Morant was, you know, but but once once Jai attacks the paint and the rim, a lot of good things happen, Isaac, because he dishes it. Then he was rebounding. Then he started t- then he just uh, the left everything, bro. But Isaac, bro, have you ever seen a comeback like that, bro? The comeback from twice down 20-something points, dog, and to win a playoff game on the road
1: well not not recently, doc but like I said, the game was it was it was amazing from 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 a lot of standpoints, man. you talk about a, a, a team in the Grizzlies that is the number two seed that is expected to win this series, but find themselves even in the series but and 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 playing not up to their standards on the road in their first away playoff game this year, but then to come back the way that they did man and many facets of the game you know the the n b a finds I think it's a struggle for the NBA to find a sense of urgency in their games, man. I mean, you get the great game seven, which is what everyone wants. And, but I think what the NBA does have is the drama that comes with the playoffs, man. You can have one guy that pull a hamstring. He could be a starter. And that number one seed could now be an underdog in that, seed, in that series that they're playing in. So when you start seeing these games and how, how the, flow, the ebbs and flows of the game start to happen, right before your eyes. You see guys who are starting to step up like Bang, He stepped up. You know, he could be the next uh, underrated superstar that's, that's starting to develop there in Memphis. So the, the, the drama of the NBA, particularly in the playoffs, man, I think is unmatched. But just to see these guys in the Grizzlies, man, keep fighting, showing their resilience. It's, just, it's all what Memphis is, man. Memphis is about fighting, being, being relevant at the most relevant times and being a resilient city and a basketball team, man. We saw all of that last night.
0: Bro, every time Bang hit a shot, all I could think about is John Weatherspoon, man. We got to coordinate. Bang, 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 bang. That's, that's all I could think about because he was banging them, bro. Like I said, 7 to 15 from three, 26 points. He, he found that shot. He had that shot. Yeah. Like I said, we talked about job. Ja. Job ja was just 5 of 18, bro. But the triple-double he put up, dog. First triple-double, we talk about the other starters, man uh jaron jackson jr as i said he struggled just 6.7 rebounds two or six bro he cut you know he got in foul trouble uh uh dylan brooks 11 points just 414 from the field man but it was the bench dog. that's the grizzlies they talk about being the deepest team in the nba and i have to agree with them, man because when the starters were struggling outside of Hold on, who, who, who deeper, who's been deeper than that? You I gave think, a look. I think, the Miami, I
1: think the Miami, he is pretty deep Of course you're going to say that, okay. okay. Now. Yeah, All
0: but right. we are deep. When you just look at player for player,
1: we're pretty deep. We got Oladipo, who's on the bench right now, he's a two-time all-starter right now. I mean, we got the, the Marcus Morris' brother. He, he's another guy that can give us significant points. But well, we're just talking about the depth. Hopefully these two teams meet in the finals. You know, that that'd be a great matchup for us.
0: I would love that because Memphis, you know, got that swagger, man, in Miami Heat with Jimmy Butler. And I got to give Jimmy Butler some credit, bro. I remember when he was playing for the Bulls, man, and Derrick Rose, it was Derrick Rose squad and Jimmy Butler. I'm like, why Jimmy Butler giving Derrick Rose so much like pushback like that's his squad and yeah, He's a baller. But we have some ballers, man. Our bench, bro. Brandon Clark comes in, man. man, Hey, 20 points, eight boards. Tyus Jones, 11 points, three for three for three-point range, bro. Knocking down big shots. And what Brandon Clark gave us, because – Taylor Jenkins, I got to give it to him. He switched up the starting lineup, man. He took Steven Adams on up, up out of there because this series, that just not for him. He started Kyle Anderson, but shortly he figured out, okay, Kyle, I need to put Brandon in there. He puts Brandon Clark in there, man. Brandon Clark got their bounce to be on their pogo stick. He'd be choking the rim with them, with, them, with them dunks, giving us all kinds of energy because Minnesota came out with more energy, bro. They came out ready, trying to push us around. And Patrick Beverly, dog, the thing about Patrick Beverly, Isaac, man, is that he's one of those players that you only dislike him because he don't play for your team. I like dude, man, but he's trying to punk Ja, making Ja seem small. But I'm like, Patrick, you you not that dude far as offensively, but man, the way they played, man, the way Brandon Clark and what Tyus Jones gave us off the bench. I I, I just don't know how Minnesota, how you come back from something like this, though. How Isaac?
1: What, what, it was truly, you know, just listening to, to some of the, uh, the, the commentators, Charles Barkley, Shaq, uh, Shaquille O'Neal, after the game, just talk about how Minnesota didn't make any adjustments, Doc. They made no adjustments. They were really just basing and trying to just ride the game out based off the lead that they have. So they didn't make any adjustments when the, when the Grizzlies started their comeback. They just couldn't stop it. So, you know, I, I think that's a coaching issue, and, and they're really going to have to address that getting ready for game four. Uh Saturday night. But but here's what I want to talk about. I want to talk about the greatness of Ja Morant. You know, sometimes I tease one of our buddies about Ja being too much fish for the city of Memphis in the Memphis Grizzly basketball uh, team. But when you compare what, what Ja did last night to how we judge NFL quarterbacks, we all often ask the question: can can this guy still be successful or can he still play at a high level when his weapons are gone we've seen what happened with a Dak Prescott in Dallas when he starts to lose Amari Cooper when he's not in the lineup versus when he is in the lineup we started to see what happened with Lamar Jackson how Lamar Jackson elevated his team though his team was decimated from injuries so last night when Josh shot is not falling we see what else can he do in order to push this team to victory we saw it, Doc. he gave him a triple double. He's rebounding, he's assisting, he's making these guys uh, better around him, getting open shots for Bain. So with, that's the way I judge a guy. If he's a star or if he's a superstar, if that shot isn't falling, what else can you do? What else can you bring to the table to make this team successful and win a game? And Josh showed last night, he's a he, he can be a triple-double guy.
0: Yeah, man, he put up a triple-double. And everybody you know everybody would talk about the matchup, man, of John Anthony Edwards. And I got to give it to Anthony Edwards, man, the Minnesota Timberwolves young superstar. Yeah, I mean, you look at his stats, 19.7 rebounds, four of nine from three-point range, man. Those are some good numbers, but he really did not impact the game. You know what I'm saying? You look at four, he really wasn't an impact on the game. He didn't change anything. He hit some shots, but he didn't step up, and they just shut Car Anthony Towns down. Dog. Eight points, three or four field goals. The fewest field goals uh, in his career, fewest field goals attempt, so they was in his chest and being so aggressive with him, man, and just all up in his nasal passages, dog, dog. He couldn't even, I don't even think he wanted to take a shot after a while, man. So to have one of their big two play that way, that's huge. Then after the game, Carl Anthony Towns, I think they asked him, well, how do you deal with something like this? I think he, you know, he was like, well, you go home and you drink some wine. I don't know if that was how he talks, but you go home and you drink some wine and you decompress. See, that's their problem, Isaac. They drinking wine in Minnesota. Cass in Memphis drinking that Yak, that Remy, that Hennessy, that Blue Top. That's the problem, bro. He got to drink something that's going to burn his chest. So then you get that dog in you, man. But the way they shut down Carl Anthony Towns, man, and, and 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 I like Cat. I like Big Cat. But the way they shut him down, man, he seems to be demoralized in game three. And when somebody demoralize you on your home court, that gets in your head, man. And that's kind of hard to, uh, to get that up out of that headspace.
1: Well, you know what, I think the Minnesota Timberwolves last night played like a team that's in their very first playoff series, you know what I'm saying, as this as this group is together, the Anthony Edwards and the Big Cat, you know, it, they 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 felt like, and it seemed like they were like a deer in the headlights, so they didn't know how to stop the bleeding. I think there are they're a couple of guys away or someone on that team away from being able to go get a bucket when you have to stop the bleeding or stop a team from from rallying against you. They didn't have a guy to, uh, you know, say, all right, give me the ball, get out of the way. You figure Anthony Edwards would be that guy, but, you know, I think his maturity isn't there to that point right now. You figure Cat would be that guy. For well, he could say, you know what, I'm not going to play on this, uh, out on the perimeter right now. I'm going to get down on the block, get me a bucket, or get to the foul line so I can stop this this surge that's happening by the Memphis Grizzlies right now. And, you know, for me, I think that's a lack of experience from a coaching standpoint and from the player standpoint, because that's what you want to do, Doc. When you're up 25 points in a playoff game and you see the other team starting to rally, they're starting to they're starting to shoot you with a barrage of shots and they're making shots. And, you know, that's going to happen in the NBA, particularly in the playoffs, that every team's going to make their run. You want to get a guy to say, listen, man, give me the ball. I'm going to get us a bucket. I'm going to get to the line so we can stop this thing. We can regroup and get back to doing the, the very things that got us this 25-point lead. That didn't happen at all last night for the for the uh, Timberwolves last night, and they paid the price.
0: Yeah, man, Big Memphis took care of him man. Took him on out of there, bro. Uh, and our brother, man, Elliot Perry, man, Chuck, the Memphis legend, man. He, hey, he had a – EP had a celebration he put on Twitter. I guess his wife was recording. Man. EP was doing his shimmy and everything, dog. He started off looking a little bit like Fred Sapper. But then it shimmy hit out, man. It was just so good to see E.P. in his natural e- environment and ele- element celebrating like that, man, and the way the Grizzlies took care of business, man. And, hey, bro, I know you got to get out of here, man. I'm going to let you go on and go because you got, you know, you got some visitors coming down there at Plantation, Florida, at, at the estate, at the Bruce estate. But I got to ask you this, man. Say something about your Miami Heat, man, because, I mean, they pretty much – that series pretty much over too, man, and they – you talk about these two teams possibly meeting in the NBA Finals, and I'm with you, bro. Because what the Heat are doing, man. Uh, now they. I guess it's a the reason they def- the one seed in the East. Huh?
1: Well, Doc. I mean, we're pretty, we're a pretty deep team. I mean, as you saw in Game Two, when our shooters don't have it going, the Duncan Robinsons of the world. When the, when the shots aren't falling, Tyler Hero's his shots isn't falling. I think we have a guy in Jimmy Butler who can go get a bucket. He can go create files get the other team in foul trouble, get to the foul line. And then I feel like he is a closer. A lot of th- people say that the Miami Heat doesn't have a closer. I-, I don't agree with that. I feel like we have a closer in Tyler Hero. We have a closer in Jimmy Butler. And at times, uh, Bayo, he can be somewhat of a closer for, for the Miami Heat. So I think what's, what's happening in this series versus the Atlanta Hawks is that we are really focusing in on Trey Young making him get the ball out of his hands, making him make decisions versus, you know, two long arm towering defensive personnel to try to get the ball over these guys and make other guys beat us. So I don't think they have the personnel to, to, to uh, really manufacture points or get, keep the offense flowing if Trey Young isn't at the helm of that. So I think we're making it difficult for him. We're picking him up full court, 90, 90 feet down the court. And then we're trapping him, getting the, getting the basketball out of his hands. So I think it's a great game plan. We talk about the coaching that's not happening in Minnesota versus what's happening with the Miami Heat right now and Eric exposure, man. I mean, we've we're, we got a game plan that's really focused on stopping Trey Young and everything that they're trying to do, man. And it's put us up to nothing. Now, that, that doesn't mean anything going into game three tonight because the Atlanta Hawks are 20 and three, since the All-Star break, at home. So they're a lot more comfortable at home, and I'm sure those role players will really step into, uh, you know, just being at home, and, and maybe their shot starts going down. But I, I anticipate this game being a little bit more closer than the first two.
0: Hold on, my bad. I can't let you go yet, man. We're going to wait. Hold on, because i got to ask you. A lot of people saying NFL, because I'm, I'm going to come back to the NBA playoffs, but i got to ask you about this. A lot of people saying NFL players got too much power now, man, because you got Debo Samuel, like, look, bro, Y'all got to pay me 49ers. You know what I'm saying? You got yeah. A.J. you got AJ Brown with the Titans. Y'all need to pay me, man. You got Terry McLaurin with the uh, – I keep on the call these damn dudes the commandos, the commanders. You know what I'm saying? And you got D.K. Metcalf. All these wide receivers, bro, going into their fourth year. All of them drafted in 2019. Yeah. A.J. Brown, D.K., and Debo went in the second round. Terry McLaurin went in the third round. But all of them want that loop, man. Because now, you know, they said they're holding out from voluntary OTAs. Like, you can't damn hold out from voluntary OTAs because they're voluntary, man. But what do you say about people say NFL players got too much, they got too much power now because they forcing teams to trade them. They forcing teams to pay them more money. I say to hell with that, man, because the team will cut your ass when they don't want you. I mean, why do you think players get that kind of, label on them, man they got too much power because they're using their influence and the power that they do have
1: uh, doc it's about being fanatics man you got fans and fanatics who, who who have grown to love these players uh based on what they can do for their team so it's not really a genuine love it's really just yes. based on the production that they can bring to their team so i'm all for these players to get paid because look at it doc um you're talking about the wide receiver position that is a premier position in the league right now, along with the quarterback position. I think you have quarterback, and after that, it's wide receiver and then followed up by the defensive ends who can get to those quarterbacks and disrupt a lot of stuff. So these guys see this happening, Doc. They see a Christian Kirk go from Arizona to Jacksonville Jaguars and make it 28, maybe 28, 29 million a year and never had 1,000 yards receiving in a season. They, they see this happening. So that, that's putting pressure on these players. And in turn, these players are turning around, putting the pressure on these organizations that, you know, that have their rights right now. So um, I'm all for these guys to get paid because it's just what the market is dictating. And, you know, a lot of people call the NFL not for long for a reason. So it's important for these guys to go out, get paid, get the money that they, that they they that the market is saying that they can have right now. So you have Debo
0: Sanders. I feel like Debo
1: Sanders, man, is a guy that can play anywhere in any system, and you can get the ball in his hand, and he's a threat to go to the house at any time. He's a, he reminds me a whole lot of uh, Marshall Falk in his build, man. So uh, A.J. Brown, he's the same guy, man, same guy. He's a he's he's pretty much the number one receiver with the Tennessee Titans right now. And everywhere you look, Doc, when, when you want a quarterback, one of these young quarterbacks that start to develop, what do you do? You go out and get him a playmaker. You ask Buffalo. You stay Stephon Diggs. They went out and got Diggs for their young quarterback, Allen, and we see how he's flourished. We're seeing how uh, uh, Pat Mahomes, how he develops when someone goes out and gets him some playmakers out on the perimeter. And you start bringing these guys in for these young quarterbacks for them to develop. And they turn into these guys. So there's no really great quarterbacks without these great perimeter guys and these guys who can produce in a slot. So I'm all for these guys commanding and going get their money, not playing another down until they're paid. Uh, this is the time to do it in the offseason and it's not being disruptive to the team. So I'm not gonna sit back and wait for you and for you to fix your salary cap. No, you fit me into your salary cap and give me what I demand because I've proven what I can do on the field for you. If not, trade me. And
0: that's the thing, man. Like AJ Brown, I think he's supposed to make four million next year, Debo four million, Terry McLaurin. his his past three seasons, he's had 74 catches 1,000 yards, but his rookie contract, he averaging $960,000 a year, man. You know what I'm saying? And he's looking at what Tyreek Hill got four years, 120, 72 million guaranteed. Devontae, five years, 142, 67 million guaranteed. Diggs, four years, 104 extension from the Bills. Kristen Kirk, like you talked about, four years, 72. Mike Williams with the Chargers, three years, 60 million. Chris Godwin with the Bucks three years, 60 million. Hey, they looking at that like, man, they got to get some of that, but I think about, man, you being a receiver, bro. Can, you being a receiver, can you imagine playing now, getting that kind of loop, bro? I mean, because when you were signing deals, I ain't you know you my brother. I was like, man, he's getting that loop. But now I'm like, damn, these dudes really getting that loop, man. How does that make you feel that the receiver position and the salaries have elevated them? You got a look on your face. that's making me laugh. That has elevated themselves so much, man. No, man. It makes me feel good, Doc. I mean, I, I've shifted my thinking, man,
1: to being able to not only, you know, command contracts like that, but but to be able to pay out contracts like that, man. Because I think the ownership for us as a people is is really starting to materialize. So when I see that happen, I smile and I just imagine myself writing this check to Mr. Devo Sanya. here you are, give me another four years of, of that great level of production that you've given me thus far. And, let's, and this time, just try to get me a Super Bowl or two, please.
0: Hey man, I, you my brother, and I love you. And Debo, man, I know Debo. Debo Samuel would probably like if you call him Debo Sanders one more time, bro. I know, I know it's just slipping, mistaken out your mouth. So Debo, I know your name, man. So don't don't be saying nothing, bro, because you big dude from South Carolina. I'm from Memphis, man. But hey, I want to ask you about this because I know Debo. If you get mad, hey, bro, Cass better leave Mike Tyson alone. Did you see that video? Of Mike Tyson two piece that dude on the <laughs> two piece that dude on the airplane? No. I
1: I just saw it man I was trying
0: to figure out what was going on I was trying to read the article
1: and then I was going to press play on the on the, on the little Twitter thing man to see what happened man what 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 went on
0: with that I don't know man all I saw is that dude was he was knotted up man his head was bleeding all I saw was a little quick clip of the video man I don't know if Mike was hitting that boy with a left or a right he was hitting him he was hitting him with them shot shots They better leave Mike Tyson alone <laughs> man I think I see see Mike cast Cash be messing with Mike when they see him out, man, cause he's like a character and he talks funny. Cause I also think Mike is the one that helped the Grizzlies with the Mem this thing, man. Cause that just sounds like a Mike Tyson thing, but no, he, he he lumped him up on the airplane, man. Cash better leave Mike Tyson alone, man. I don't think they understand, man. You know they ain't no professional boxers. They ain't like Lennox Lewis. Mike Tyson almost sixty, but he'll still beat the hell out of you, dog.
1: Yeah, absolutely, man. Well, you know, kind of like we talked about, some of these fans, they try to take it to the next level. And particularly when you're in, a, in, a, in an arena, you know, you're saying what you want to say saying and, and, and hoping you get this guy's attention. But I say you really, truly cross the line when you put your hands on one of these people, man. People don't want to be touched, Doc. And then if you put your hands on somebody, that comes with consequences. So, unfortunately, he felt the wrath of
0: Mike Tyson. Yeah, appreciate you, Ike B. Ike B. joining us before he had to get up out of here, man. He got some business to take care of down in Plantation, Florida. As the Memphis Grizzlies been taking care of business, and Mike Tyson take care of business. I'm telling y'all, man, y'all better quit playing with Mike Tyson. Y'all think it's funny because he talks funny. Y'all understand, our dude was once considered the baddest man on the planet, so y'all better leave him alone, man. So, and speaking of taking care of business. Other NBA teams took care of business as well. I'm not going to go too much in depth about other NBA teams because we're still in the first round. And, you know, this big Memphis over here, all Memphis over here. In case anybody don't know that's listening, that don't know me, I'm from Memphis, born and raised in Memphis. Grew up in the community of White Haven, which we call the Haven. Went to Rainshaven, Haven, Lanier, Fairleigh High School, University of Memphis football, playing Tigers. Played for the Rams, St. Louis Rams, Hamilton Tiger Cats, in the CFL. And I've been here in big – well, I ain't been here in big Memphis ever since then, but I've been here most of the time. So I'm big Memphis in here. But speaking of big scores around the big NBA, other scores that went on, Golden State Warriors, man, they are in control of that series against the Denver Nuggets. They are up 118 to 113. They now lead that series three games and none. And the thing about it, man, Golden State three games and none, that, that best player Steph Curry been coming out of, off the bench. They still have him on a minute's restriction because he hurt his uh, strain, I think, left foot. Was it a left? Let me see. Yeah, strained left foot about a month or so ago. So he has, he'd been coming off the bench. But he had 27 points in game three. Still stroking that three. And the person that replaced him in the starting lineup, Jordan Poole, he just continues to hoop. He had 27 points. Three or five from three-point range. Jordan Poole trying to Willie pip Steph Curry, which it ain't gonna happen. You know, Steph Curry, it's Steph Curry's team. But Jordan Poole, man, Steve Curry gotta he gotta he gotta find a way to get them back all in, get them in the lineup, starting lineup together. But Klay Thompson drops off 26 points. He hits six threes. And Golden State is a problem, man. Especially now with the Phoenix Suns, Devin Booker is out with the strained hamstring. And I'm telling you, I tore my hamstring before my senior year at Memphis, and it took me months for that mug to get back. Because if you come back on it too soon, it takes a long time. But uh, Golden State, they looking like Golden State of a couple of years ago when they was running off winning them championships, even before they got Kevin Durant, man. So Jordan Poole, Steph Curry, and Clay Thompson, all three of them dudes are deadly from behind the three-point arc. So they just added another splash, brother. Now they got triplets out there, man. They got the, the, the triple triplets or the triplets triple. That's what they got. Jordan Poole, Clay Thompson, and Steph Curry. That's their name, man. The triplets triple. Nuggets, uh, Nikola Jokic, he balled out 37 points, 18 rebounds, but he can't do it all by himself. That series is over. Their ass is up out of here. Down 3 nothing to Golden State. Man, they gone. Dallas Mavericks playing without Luka Doncic hasn't even needed him they beat the utah jazz in game three 126 to 118 Jalen brunson that dude from villanova man who won two championships with villanova he just been straight balling since luke was gone i forgot what he had how many points he had in the first game or second game whatever a thousand i think but i know what he had in game three 31 points. Then they got some help from Spencer Dinwiddie. Spencer Din- hey, Spencer have had 20 points. But what the way, what he did to Rudy Gobert in game three, man, y'all got to go watch that highlight. He yammed on, they call him the stifling stifling tower, or stifled, something like that. But well, that mother got taken down. He yammed on Rudy Gobert so hard. That was one of the most impressive dunks I've seen because Spencer Dinwiddie looked like he still could be going up right now. And they dominating They dominating the Jazz, man. Without their best player, Luka Doncic, they up in that series two one. So that's what happened in the NBA on a Thursday. But what really got me so excited is that I was—I ain't gonna even—I was sleeping during the Grizzlies game. I said I'm going to sleep when the game over. But way they came back and balled out and played, and what they did in Minnesota. Man, it had me hype all night. I was I was trying to find things to do. Coming downstairs, I got my uh my my, my my grown, my young royals here in school finishing up at the University of Memphis. One getting her bachelor's, the other's getting her master's. They were down here studying, uh getting ready for the end of semester. So I, I was I was up and had so much energy. I was so happy. I was down here messing with them, making them laugh. Because I was feeling so good of what the Grizzlies just did, man. And Carl Anthony Towns, man, I, I like you, young Royal, but I don't understand that what the audio caught you before the game, you saying, we in Minnesota now. I'm like, uh, uh, okay. Grizzlies have to been like, uh, what that mean? Because I know I was like, what that mean? They know where they are in Minnesota. The little M. Cause we the big M down here. That's how we know that. They knew they was in Minnesota. But the Grizzlies, hey, and check this out, Grizzlies fans. Now, I'm telling you now, see the national media really not going to give us too many, too many props. But Doc Holliday and Isaac Bruce going to do it. Doc Holliday for sure on the run past option, even though this podcast goes worldwide. And I want to thank everybody that's been following and downloading and showing some support. I appreciate the share to share the show. Cause I go to, I go back and look at the analytics and this show has been listened to worldwide. So thank everybody for listening, man. So Grizz, Grizz nation, Grizz nation, we're going to make the uh, run past option a national media broadcast. Since the national media don't want to give us too much credit. We don't need them. We are our own little country. Anyway, we got our own time zone. We got our own language. We got our own culture. We got our own everything. Cause we big Memphis. So we don't need them to give us no props. Doc, how are they gonna do with them? Like John Moran says, stay on the other side. Stay on the other side. And I'm telling y'all, man, John, man, I'm telling you, John, we walking with the hand like they're talking noise like the Memphis Cats. Hey, man, this team epitomizes Memphis. It really does. The funny thing about it, they're not grit and grind like the grit and grind squad we have with. Tony Allen and Zebo and Marcus Allen and Mike Conley, but they are grit and grind in a different way, though. That's funny that both of them are grit and grind, but grit and grind in different ways and how they play and how they win. But both of, these, uh, both of these versions of the Grizzlies epitomize the grit and grind, man. It's just something about us. We don't need the rest of the world. Like Josh says, stay on the other side. Stay your ass on the other side. Stay on the other side of the bridge, man. Stay over there. Stay over there. Stay over there. Because people in Arkansas don't even want you. So when you come trying to get, come straight on through and keep going. Stay on the other side. We don't need need you over here. We good. Y'all ain't been over here in all this time. We've been good. So once again, before I get up out of here, man, I got to salute my Memphis Grizzlies, our Memphis Grizzlies, Memphis, and if you're watching, and you even if you're a fan of another team, you got to like the Grizzlies, too, because you got to be impressed with what they did. And Charles Barkley, I want to say something to you, because you said something doing inside the NBA, uh, NBA on TNT or whatever, man, that what, what happened with Minnesota was embarrassing for basketball. No, the hell it wasn't, because what the Grizzlies did was great for basketball. See, that's one of those things, man, y'all still don't want to give us credit. Said Minnesota, it was embarrassing because dude didn't call the timeout. Now, bro, that was great for basketball, the way a team is able to come back, a young team is able to come back on the road like that twice and show all that kind of resilience after almost getting punked out and run up out of the gym on the road in the playoffs in a very, very hostile environment. And Timberwolves, why the hell y'all booing John Moran every time he gets the ball? He ain't did anything to y'all. Oh yes, he did. He did. He got y'all triple double. My bad. And damn, they got y'all triple double in game two. I'm sorry. My bad. My bad. My bad. But anyway, Grizzlies up on Minnesota 2-1. Two, two, now Grizzlies, I'm saying now they gonna. I expect the Minnesota to come out in game four. So you you don't take the same goddamn mindset y'all took in the game three now. Don't be in that one. like we get down by 20, we can come back again. Can't think like that now. Y'all got to come out and and y'all just demoralize them in game three. So if the Grizzlies come out and play with some energy and effort and physicality, start the game off that way, if they start the game off like Brandon Clark is all the time against Minnesota, you're going to demoralize them and take them out the ball game in the first quarter. Because if we jump on their head like that, like they jumped on our head, their asses are done. Because I don't care if they get a 30-point lead in the back of their mind, they're going to be like, man, this ain't enough. Are they going to come back? Are we going to start missing shots? Are they going to start pushing us out of our spot? So, but anyway, salute to the Grizzlies. So, salute to you. I'm going to salute to you again, Spencer Denwoodle. Where well, you yammed on Rudy Gobert, bro, that was just nice. And if y'all see Mike Tyson, man, lead dude the hell alone. Y'all can't, I used to box. And I used to fight a lot. Boxing and fighting are two different things now. You fight when you fight for 60 seconds, your ass is tired as hell. Y'all can't y'all can't fight no boxers. Leave them alone, man. Lump your he lumped your ass up, man. You better leave Mike alone. You better leave Mike alone. They're like Minnesota. Y'all better leave, y'all better leave the Grizzlies alone. Like Shannon Sharp, you better leave John Moran alone. You better leave him alone now. Cause all you're doing is making it tough on Minnesota and everybody else. But That's going to do it for another great episode of the Ron Pass Option with Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce and Doc Holliday. You know what, me and Isaac, you know why me and Isaac talk sports? Because we know sports. We out.